0: Hello, my good friends. Mike Shreve here, founder and head troublemaker of The No Pants Project. You're listening to episode 37 of The No Pants Show. We're going to be talking about trolls, haters, negative nancies, people who willfully spew poison and toxicity and your general direction as a creator simply because they can. We're in a very interesting time, 2019. We live in an age where it's not only accessible and easy, but it's actually fashionable. It's actually celebrated to demean, criticize, and hate other people in public. We live in a very interesting social and cultural atmosphere where people aspire to bring down other people that they feel justified in bringing down. There are built-in automatic incentives and rewards for the person who can criticize the best. Now, I'm not talking about social movements which are well thought out, which have platforms and actual ideas, Going after individuals who have committed crimes. That I support. Love it. The problem with that activity is that human beings are followers. And human beings. Tend to jump on the bandwagon. As social groups, and I, and I hate to say this, we tend to act more like sheep than an individual. If we see that something is getting a lot of attention, in general, we try to emulate. This has given us some very interesting second, third, fourth order consequences. One of the things that this process of emulation, behavioral emulation really has provided us is an increased intensity in online hate and trolling. Now, let's identify sort of and define online trolling and hate before we get into how to deal with it. Because look, here's the reality. If you're going to make something online, guess what? You're going to get trolled. That's all there is to it. It's going to happen. It has become too much of a cultural norm. I grew up in neighborhoods where... If you were to say some of the things that people say to each other on the internet in a face-to-face interaction, there would often be physical consequences. Now, I'm not condoning that behavior, but those physical con- consequences would typically call an outbreak of that type of behavior. So once people saw the consequence of running your mouth... Fewer people would do it. That doesn't happen on the internet. In fact, the opposite happens. The more trollish you are, the more hate you can spew, the more rewards you receive. And we'll talk about how to deal with that fact because it is a machine that you have to fight against as a creator. It's you versus this machine that the internet has created Uh, where there are built-in incentives for people to be just nasty. But the issue here is that because there's this growing subculture, because trolling and hate has become normalized... Because outrage and hate have been incentivized, frankly, often incentivized by people who have both political and financial gain at stake. Because we are in this world right now, for you as the person who is going to willingly put yourself in front of that in order to have an online business, you must be eyes wide open and prepared with strategies to deal with the problem. It would be naive of you to assume that you can do anything to prevent it from happening. One of the biggest tragedies that I've experienced in 10 years is I had a very good friend and maybe biggest tragedies maybe isn't well yeah I think it's a big tragedy I, I find it a tragedy and hopefully you'll I'll be able to explain it well enough for you to get the gravity of it because I don't want to over inflate any situation really good friend absolutely incredible musician one of the best musicians I've ever seen in my entire life played with soul was true to himself and developed a very big following on YouTube. Would do some covers, do some original work. It was incredible. 150,000 subscribers. One day, out of the blue, he quit all of it. Went back, got a job, and is still working that job today. Now the tragedy isn't that he got a job. The tragedy is that he went back to get a job that he hated because of the trolling and the criticism he continued to receive. He just said, I can't take it anymore. It's not worth it. I'd rather have a job that I don't like than to put myself out there like that anymore. To me, that is a massive tragedy because it is the death of a potential life that is masked and justified through a part of our biological makeup set against a culture which celebrates the very thing that stopped my friend from continuing to serve in his unique way. we are social animals whether you want to believe it or not there is simply too much evidence that suggests one of the reasons human beings have really prospered as a species as compared to other species is because of the social engineering which has been um, refined through evolution and which has helped us to create social structures Has helped us to innovate and etc. And etc. And etc. Unfortunately, being the social creatures that we are, we are susceptible, we are powerless in many ways to attacks centered on our social being. In other words, The opinion of someone else does in fact have more weight in our ability to make decisions than our own personal opinion or our own personal ideas. What makes the internet dangerous is that everyone with a keyboard has an opportunity to change your decisions about your own life. That is the power that trolling and hate and online negativity has on the social animal called a human being. Aristotle says, to avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. If Aristotle had seen the internet, he probably would be like, trying to get everybody to memorize that quote and tattoo it on themselves. To avoid criticism, say nothing, do nothing, be nothing. I'm not trying to scare you and say, you know, be prepared for a world to hurt if you're going to try and make a living online. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to understand that these are the forces at play. And the only way to avoid it is to be nothing. The only way to avoid trolls, to avoid hate, to avoid unwelcome criticism is to make the choice to be nothing to do nothing to say nothing what i want to do for you today in the podcast is to give you the tools so that you can make the choice to say something, to do something, to be something with eyes wide open and fully aware that in order to do those things, you will in fact be trolled and hated and criticized by strangers, and you will in fact be aware that you are a social animal, and that is vitriolic poison, and if you do drink it up, and if you do partake of it, you can turn your life into a tragedy. With that kind of awareness, you can succeed. With that kind of awareness of the reality of the situation, instead of trying to hide it under a a pillow and I don't know, whatever, you can actually turn that knowledge to your advantage. And trolls and haters and criticism can go from this thing to be feared, this thing to be avoided, this thing to be... This thing to control you through fear, to turn it from that into indicators of positive growth, to celebrate the trolling, to celebrate the criticism, to use it to fuel you in a positive way. Now what you've done is you've turned this situation, which is a reality, which you cannot avoid, into a tool that you can use to get what you want. First thing to understand about trolls. Trolls and haters troll and hate up, not down. They hate up. 10 years I've been making my living online. 10 years I've been putting myself out there. Past two years, built a 60,000 person email list. So it's, it's a decent sized audience, not huge. The clients I've worked with over the past 10 years, hundreds of thousands on their email list, millions on their Facebook page. I have experienced... Lots and lots of trolling of myself and of my clients. And I can tell you, there is not one single instance where I personally have ever been trolled by someone doing better than me. Not one. Never been hated on by someone doing better than me. Never gotten random criticism in a Facebook ad by someone doing better than me. Now you may say, well, that's a frighteningly arrogant thing to say. (laughs) But let me give you an example of why it's important to understand because it has nothing to do with the advice that you hear most people say, right? They say, oh, well, trolls are just, they're just living in their mom's basement. First off, that's not true at all. And even if it was true, knowing that doesn't help you to react to the emotional response that you have when somebody is trolling and criticizing you and poking at your insecurities and poking at the things that you're self-conscious about. Knowing that they live in their basement doesn't help you at all. Knowing that they're not doing better than you, though, helps a lot. Let me give you an example. Uh, Earlier today, somebody uh, wanted to book a call with my team, Uh, and what they wanted is they wanted my team to help them to see if there was a solution that we could that we had for them to help them figure out how to get more better-paying clients because they couldn't get any clients and. Uh, like the one or two clients that they've ever had, they didn't pay well at all. Pretty typical. We do that every single day, 10 to 15 times a day. People are on the phone with our team. But All of a sudden, my salesperson gets a message from this individual and says something along the lines of, um, I just learned uh, what you charge struggling writers, no thanks or some 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 just clearly the intention of this response was to make all involved feel that we were perpetrating some kind of scam, insecure or uh, uh, insincere effort. Or that we were taking advantage of people. I think she used specifically struggling writer, like she was some victim. If you're frankly, if your writing business isn't doing well, those are choices you made. But that's a whole nother, totally different topic. <laughs> I hate when, as a writer of ten years, I hate when people call themselves struggling writers. That's there's so much, there's so many mindset issues around that. I can't even hardly stand it. So this person calls themselves a struggling writer sends us something that is. Uh, purposely meant to uh, be taken in a negative way, right? It's a criticism of us. Obviously, this person isn't doing as well as I am, right? Obviously, they're not getting the clients, they're not getting the good clients, they don't have a business like ours. Maybe they want a business like ours. Uh, I, one of the things that I always do is whenever somebody trolls us or hates on me or whatever, or or gives negative criticism, I always go look at their profile, right? Always go look at their profile. One of the great ironies of this individual is that they literally were talking about how they're going to launch a course teaching writers how to get clients. I literally laughed out loud. They couldn't get clients themselves, but that's a whole nother issue. (laughs) But I went to go see how this person's doing and they're not doing well. That's not a judgment other than just a statement of fact. Now here's why this is important. It's not about position. It's not about some kind of uh, arrogance where as long as you are powered over other people, you'll never feel bad. Imagine the second order consequences of what would have happened if I tried to adjust my business to fit this person's judgment of me as a person. Let's say that this person had gotten to me and I thought to myself, they're right. We are charging a lot of money. Maybe we shouldn't charge so much money. Let's go ahead and reduce all fees for whatever it is that we're doing. Imagine that's what we did. At first you think, gosh, that's kind of a good idea. And this is where trolls and haters can mess with your mind they're not sharing bad ideas necessarily or even things that are wrong for example I always get criticized for my laugh right I get a lot of hate on that Um, my laugh just sounds like a lot of people say it sounds unnatural or it sounds forced or it sounds fake I can't help it that's my actual laugh right like I don't know, like that, just the laugh that came out, that's a response, it may have sound forced. That's just what it is. I don't know what else to say, but I also kind of agree with them. Like I'm aware that it does sound that way. So that's the trouble with trolls, right? Because you start thinking, man, this lady, she said we're charging too much. Maybe I am charging too much. It's an insecurity, right? Maybe what I need to, maybe I just, um, oh gosh, what should I do? Here's the second order consequences of listening to people who are doing less better than you or less well-off than you are. I don't even know how to say it. Let's say that I did drop my prices. What's the thing I'm always talking about with price? Price is power. Meaning, price, what you charge, is the power that you have to deliver a result for the person who paid it. So if I lower my price, I am less able to deliver the results I want to deliver than before. And you may say, why? Well, one, I can't devote as much time because I need to do more of them to make the same amount of money. Two, a lot of the stuff that we do in my program, I have a big team that helps to build things. It helps to coach people. And it's not just me. It's a big team behind all this. So I'd have to fire people, get rid of certain things. No more coaches, no more this, no more that. So I'm lowering my price. Why? Because this person says that I'm charging struggling writers too much. No, thank you. Now imagine you're a customer let's imagine you're a customer let's say of one of our coaching programs when you buy our coaching programs we give you lifetime access to coaching we've had people in our coaching program for as long as this program for as long as um our business has been in in business we have people who've been in the full two years and they're still actively use it every single day show up to q a all the time let's say that i lowered my price all of a sudden, I have to go to everybody else who purchased in the past and say, you know what, you guys, we have to reduce our resources because we're lowering our price and I can no longer afford the seven coaches that are in this program, can no longer afford the accountability calls. I can no longer afford the three, three times per week Q&A. Can't afford it anymore. Sorry. How pissed would you be? If you found out that the reason I made that decision was because someone who couldn't even get a paying client gave advice in their passive-aggressive, trollish, immature way, and I took it. How upset would you be if I took advice from someone who clearly had no idea what they were talking about and you had to suffer because of it? Seems pretty unfair, right? This is why you have to understand. 99% 99% of the people who will troll you and hate you and criticize you are not the people you should be listening to. Do you know who I listen to? Who I get advice from when I'm thinking about doing things for you as a person of the no pants world? I get advice from people I pay thirty dollars to $50,000 a year to listen to. I get advice from people who are doing 10 times better than I'm doing. Why? Because that matters. It matters who you listen to. It matters whose opinion and whose advice you act on. has nothing to do with arrogance it has nothing to do with saying that all trolls are living in the basement whatever that's nothing to do with that at all it's about the internal thing that's going on when you receive hate when somebody tries to make you feel bad with some online comment and you as a human being are biologically structured to react to that thing Be careful. Be mindful. Think about who it is that is going to be affected by what you do. Specifically, here's a tactic you can use. Get crystal clear on whose opinion matters to you. The sign of a child is that they believe everyone's opinion matters. It just doesn't. And you you can call me whatever you want. But there is a priority set to whose opinion actually counts in your life. You know whose opinion matters to me? My son's. I care a lot about what he thinks about me. My son loves to laugh together. If you think some stranger on the internet who's doing less than I am, by definition, if they're sitting and trolling, like there's only 24 hours in a day, they clearly aren't doing anything special. Like if they feel like they have time to troll, they're not using that time to make things. So just by definition of the fact that they're trolling or hating, they don't have anything going on. Or at least they've chosen not to have anything going on. If you think I'm going to let that person suppress my laugh, n- that's not going to happen. Now, lest any of you think, gosh, Mike sure is insecure about his laugh. <laughs> Actually, am not. Uh, it's just a, it's a, It's a G-rated thing I can talk about when it comes to trolls because there's some stuff I get trolled about that's like dark, right? I have no problem with people trolling, uh, just talking about my laugh or anything like that. So I don't want you to come away from this and be like, gosh, if I get trolled, then someday I'm going to do a podcast episode and I'm going to just talk about that one thing. There's a lot of things I could talk about. This one tends to kind of be like family appropriate, so... (laughs) That's why I have that uh, going on in my mind. But that's an example though, right? Like, am I really going to suppress my laugh, which my son totally loves because I've overvalued the opinion of someone who's not doing as well as me? That seems like I'm making bad choices if I do that. So getting crystal clear on, Whose opinion has top priority in your life is super important. There's a lot of people right now walking around because they spend a lot of time online with no self identity because they can't prioritize which opinion matters to them more. They think all opinions are equal. You're having a serious heart problem. Whose opinion matters more to you? Somebody who has zero medical training? Or the number one heart surgeon in the country? If you said the person with no medical training, their opinion matters to you, more to you, I have to tell you, I would re-examine whatever thought process brought you to that point i think it's faulty and is likely the reason why you're struggling right now if you can't distinguish between whose opinion actually matters if you can't identify who is qualified to provide opinion? You're gonna stay stuck. This is what I love. This same person who um, sent the whatever nasty thing to my salesperson about how we overcharge people. Again, anytime someone trolls me, I go research them because I'm just I'm really curious about the psychology of how does someone get to a point where they feel like that's their best recourse or that's their best action. I go find this person on social media, they are in, how do I put it gently? They have surrounded themselves with misguided individuals who have zero business advising each other on what the next best course of action should be. she was hanging out with a bunch of other people who couldn't figure out how to get clients and charge them either. And they were asking each other and justifying each other's behaviors. It's the blind leading the blind. Now, I have nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with this person. Again, I don't want anyone I'm afraid people are going to read this the enti- entirely the wrong way. This is simply an examination. This is a cold and objective look at what you need to be aware of when people dump their poison on you. Because again, you're a human being. If you're a good human being, It hurts. And when things hurt, we think emotionally, not logically. What I'm trying to do is get into your brain a logical pathway that you can follow when the emotional reaction occurs. Is this really the person I should be listening to? Let me just think about that for a second. They thought... The best thing for them to do in this moment, instead of creating, instead of helping, instead of asking for help, instead of doing something positive, they thought to themselves this, this is the best thing I can do. To troll, to hate, to criticize. things to think about something else to think about trolls need attention 10 years i've never once been trolled in secret meaning no one has ever sent me personally an email to troll or criticize not once now they have certainly sent emails to the support inbox And they have certainly CC'd other individuals. And they have certainly written passive aggressive, um, just psychological gymnastics like you wouldn't believe trying to justify and trying to troll and trying to passively aggressively say this and that and this and that. But they've, look, I've been writing for 10 years. I've seen it all. I know when someone is writing for an audience, They write for an audience. It's this idea of what people would say online they'd never say to your face. Certainly never say to your face in private. There's a psychological principle at play here with people who find trolling to be their best course of action. And it's this simple. People don't troll and hate you because of you. They troll and hate you because of them. And look, I'm not in the camp, just like I'm not in the camp of all trolls live in their mother's basement, I'm not in the camp that all trolls are somehow emotionally broken or that somehow their life is falling apart. Now, I've never been trolled by someone doing better than me and never been trolled by a creator, never been trolled by somebody who spends more time making things than destroying things but there is a psychological piece here which i think speaks to our humanity as a whole more than the subgroup called troll or hater it's this there are incentives in today's culture for you to troll and hate and criticize in public. There are people who are lonely, like all human beings. And again, this is not specifically to to trolls and haters, We all have some sense of loneliness. We all have some desire to be liked by our peers. We all have a sense of wanting to belong to a community. Trolling and hating in public on a Facebook ad and Reddit thread in places where there's high volumes of traffic and lots of people will see what you write satisfies at a level unprecedented in human history, the dopamine dump that comes from social approval. Let's break this down because this is super important to understand. If somebody trolls you on a public platform, which is where they will likely do it, Or even a private platform but they've cc'd other people or they know other people are watching. There is a release of dopamine when someone agrees, when somebody likes, when somebody comments, when somebody fights back. Adrenaline is released. There are actual physical stimulants occurring when somebody trolls and hates on you that the person who started or the person who joins in or the person who keeps going, or, that they receive. Let me give you an example. I've mentioned it many, many times. I'm, there's nothing to be ashamed of. I think it's a fascinating study in human psychology. There is an individual who started a Reddit thread about the No Pants Project. What was so fascinating to me, again, anytime somebody posts hate... Or anytime somebody posts whatever, I always go look at their profile. The beautiful thing about Reddit is that Reddit shows you all of the posts. And I went through and I clicked and I read and I read and I read. And I have to tell you, when I came away from reading the most vitriolic posters the people who were the most just vehement about their assumptions of us, I saw loneliness. Now, you may say, well, that's convenient for you because you're the one who's getting trolled, so of course you're going to make that assumption. You need to make that assumption in order for to separate from the blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> I'm talking about actual posts about feeling so alone that they thought they wanted to kill themselves. What social media, and look, you guys can go research it yourself. I'm not just making these claims. There was another break off a second Reddit thread from somebody who had engaged with one of my students. Unfortunately, I told people not to go over there, but they had engaged, so they were extra enraged. They literally went and started a second Reddit thread that was full of conspiracy and all sorts of accusations and assumptions. I went and looked at that individual as well. Same thing. You have to understand what's going on when someone is trolling you or hating on you or criticizing you those threads have nothing to do with me at all those threads were started and continued by people who need the chemical dump the chemical stimulation of dopamine of adrenaline of whatever it is that they require and feel that That path is the best way for them to receive satisfaction for that dependency. If somebody is trolling you in a public place, which 99% of all trolls and haters do, it's not about you. It's about them. It's about the like. It's about the argument where they get the adrenaline going. It's about the dopamine dump of somebody loving their comment and saying they're so smart. Here's the psychotic part of it. And I do believe this is psychotic. Clinically so. And I do believe this is one of the negative things about the internet. The internet allows people who have the same chemical dependency to get together and make it worse for each other. It's addicts inspiring other addicts to engage in their negative, addictive behavior. And if you don't think that stuff is addictive, you need to go do some research about social media and the addictive nature. There's a lot of really good books. I've been recommending them for the past couple weeks. They talk about this stuff. I'm not just pulling this stuff out of my backside here and just making it up to justify someone saying something bad about me on the internet this is what's actually going on which by the way if you're the kind of person who engages in this behavior you ought to take a good hard look at your life and ask yourself do you have an addiction to the internet that is being exacerbated by your engagement in this behavior if so you probably should get help Now, let me be perfectly clear. I have empathy for people who troll me. I do not have sympathy. Maybe that makes me a bad person. But I am not the individual who will stand by and be victimized by addicts. Now, again, that may sound horrible and may sound mean, But I'm not going to fight against them either. I'm just going to say this is what these people are for the most part. And I'm going to not allow them to affect me in a negative way. Now you say, okay, Mike, easy for you to say. I'm not going to let them affect me in a negative way. But what are the actual strategies you can provide to help me do that? Strategy number one, don't engage Here's what happens when you engage a troll or a hater. They get happier, you get sadder. Why do they get happier? I just told you, it's a, it's an addiction. They literally receive dopamine dumps. Uh, dopamine is released, adrenaline is released. They have chemical reactions inside of their body based off of the thing that they've decided to engage in. They get happier, you get sadder, 100% of the time. Not once have I ever seen it go the other way. Second thing that happens when you engage, so they get happier, you get sadder. It turns from a, wow, somebody trolled me to now I need to focus on this thing. So it robs your time. It's wild to to me to consider that there are individuals online who are sitting there stealing people's time. Forget about their own time that they're completely wasting. They are stealing time from other people. There's nothing more valuable than time. Time is one of the few finite resources that exist. When your time is up, you don't get more of it. would be a shame to waste it on trolls. All right. So don't engage. Number two, if you feel an absolute need to engage, write it down, send it in an email to yourself, go to sleep and read it the next day. I promise what will happen. If you do that, if you have, if you just feel like you need to engage, you feel like you need to fight. Write it down, send it to your email yourself. The next day you wake up, you will laugh hysterically at how you almost made a big mistake and engaged with a troll and a hater. You will delete that email and you will say, I'm so glad that I avoided that hot mess. Number three, Don't do important stuff after you get trolled. Don't make decisions. Take a second. Shake it out. Be with people you love. You know what I do sometimes? If it's a really bad one, I'll go and sit with my wife or my son and just be quiet. I will just be around them. Doesn't take but two minutes and I remember who matters. Guess who it isn't? It isn't the troll could care less about those people. They are not contributors. You only have so many hours in a day. If people don't want to contribute, if they just want to take and spread poison, they are not worthy of the precious resource you have. Call me cold-hearted. That's fine. But the fact remains... You have limited time. That is a truth that none of us will escape. You must be conscious of who you give that precious resource to. Here's another one: meditate. Meditation is so powerful. Meditation will allow you to see what's going on without being emotionally involved. It takes time and practice but it is a powerful tool to not let that social element of you as a human creature overtake logic and good sense number whatever this is going to sound silly build a client getting faucet build a client getting faucet me say, why the heck do I want a client getting faucet? I want to avoid trolls. Look, the client getting faucet, as much as I talk about it being this awesome thing that automates your clients and you get them and they come to you and isn't it wonderful and la-da-da-da-dee, the client getting faucet was designed by moi, which means it was designed to minimize drama intentionally. In other words, One way that you can reduce having to deal with trolls and haters is make it very difficult for them to stick around. I love the daily email. I love the way I promote my business. Why? Because it repels trolls and haters. Trolls and haters need attention. Trolls and haters aren't willing to put in the investment of time and energy to keep up with your content if you keep putting it out. They get bored knowing that they aren't affecting you negatively. If they troll you really, really hard and you keep coming again and again and again and again, guess what they don't get? They don't get the dopamine dump, they don't get the adrenaline rush. So they need to go somewhere else. They need to go somewhere where someone will change their whole business because someone says something negative. That brings them such pleasure, especially if then it gets picked up somewhere. And there's, I'm the person who did. Build a client getting faucet. That person who left that note for my sales people about how we're terrible and we charge people a lot of money. Guess what? We click the button, see ya, off the list, off the call schedule, less than 30 minutes later, somebody else replaced that spot and guess who this person was? This is no joke. This is an individual who works with rural nonprofits. I won't review all the details. Literally, we got rid of this horrible person was replaced with somebody amazing within 30 minutes. That's the client getting faucet. It is a constant and consistent reminder That there are more who stand with you than against you. See, if you only every once in a while have someone say, hey, your stuff's pretty cool, but every day you have someone trolling you, eventually you're going to believe the troll. Eventually you will believe the hater. Eventually you will shut it down. With a client getting faucet, every single day, people will say, I want to work with you. And there's something to be said about maintaining motivation. Knowing that there's lots of people out there who are willing to celebrate and pay You for being exactly as you are in this moment. And there's something else you can do when you have a client getting faucet. You can hire someone else to be a protector between you and the trolls. If you have a client getting faucet, your business should be making enough money that you can hire a virtual assistant. When you have that virtual assistant, here's what you never do again. You never look at your Facebook ad comments. You never look at what people are saying about you on the internet. You never have to deal with cold emails from complete strangers. You only work with the people who want to work with you. And you may say, well, gosh, so you basically just put your head in the sand? No. You just avoid any criticism of any kind? No, you remember that trolls and haters troll up and you remember why people troll. And what you realize is that unless you have specifically asked for and looked for and pursued an opinion, it is mostly a waste of your time to consume it. I have people criticizing me all the time. I pay for that privilege from people who are doing better than I am. I build a team to protect people Who might to protect me from people who might rob my time with nothing productive to contribute. Whew. My dear friends, this was a heavy one because this is a critical one. There are too many people who are stopped because of their fear of someone else's opinion, specifically the opinion of some stranger online, I simply have no tolerance for that. I believe it to be a tragedy of our modern age that we are exposed to that often way before we are ready. We are often exposed to it while we're early in our careers and we're still trying to find out where do I belong in this marketplace? Where do I belong as a provider of services? And total random strangers can just help you with their poison. I hope that this episode has opened your eyes a little bit and given you some ideas, because the very personal side of business is dealing with trolls. How are you going to deal with them? Given you some ideas on how to approach that situation because it's going to happen, but I still want you to make stuff. Aristotle says, to avoid criticism, do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. I want you to say something. I want you to do something. I want you to be something. And if you'd like help, we can do that. If you go to the nopantsproject.com, we can help with everything from helping you to create... A client getting faucet, so that you have people saying every day, I want to work with you, so that you can hire a virtual assistant to protect you from all of this shenanigans. We can help you by supporting you with a community, with coaches. When things are down, you can reach out to them, they can help you to reframe this. There's a lot of different things that we can do to help you. You have to go to the nopantsproject.com and schedule a call with our team they're super incredibly cool people they're also we also practice a zero tolerance policy for trolls and haters which means we are able to take care of our people at the level that gets them results again that is the nopansproject.com Okay, my dear friends, I hope that you have had an awesome time with me here. It's been about a week and a half since I last posted one of these podcasts. We're going to be back into the daily. Had to take some time off. We'll be talking about tomorrow, why I did that, and what you can learn from that. Lots of cool lessons being learned every day. I hope you are doing the same, and I'll see you tomorrow.